there, Softball Universe. Welcome back to another episode of Softball Diaries. I'm your host, Alex Kleger, here with my favorite co-host, Matthew Bogovetsky. Oh, I'm his favorite. That's so exciting. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I need more. I need more energy than that, man. Come on. I, th- I, th- I thought that's my gimmick because I just do like the hey guys, like because like I can't match the energy. Of I the guess hey it down. could be your gimmick, but it's such a subtle gimmick that I didn't realize it was your gimmick. I know that's that that's the subtlety of it. You know, it's beautiful. Sometimes understated. Oh, Bowie, you're on my scorebook. Uh, anyway, we're coming here uh, live from uh, Softball Studios East A. One three, slight like north maybe, or is yeah. this east? East anyway. east. Anyway, uh, coming from the uh, it's it's Toddy's place. Soon Toddy. to be vacated. Soon to be vacated. Uh, Love the acoustics in here though. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's uh, great. It's this is the cleanest this place has been in. How many years you've been lived here? Several, several years. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, this is the wood uh, acoustics room. It's the uh, People pay top dollar to yeah, it get feels this warm. kind of reverb. Yeah, I heard that Dylan uh, recorded one of his new tracks here. Yeah, it went well. Where does does he just record in a what is it Santa Monica? Where where does he live? I mean, probably. Yeah, they're like, what's the yeah, whatever? I thought he want. I thought is he, he is he still not doing his he like cowboy in, thing he anymore? He lives in Malibu. Malibu. They all live in Malibu. It's. Yeah. I've been to Malibu. It's quite nice there, so I get it. Yeah, apparently Dylan, <laughs> Dylan owns like five hundred acres or some shit. In, Malibu. In Malibu? Wow. He's like, it's the soul of America. Uh, that was a little bit more Bruce Springsteen. Also coming out with a new album. I don't think that was either of those people. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, let's see. So the last podcast we did was like March like 16th or something like that. And Wait a minute. I don't think anything's really happened since then. <laughs> well, our softball season got canceled. Yeah, but softball. I mean, but it was canceled probably in March too, right? I don't know. I mean, I guess we could go over the play-by-play as to how it got canceled, but it never really started. Does anybody really want to hear about like the beginning? Obviously of COVID not. Again? Like, it's, obviously not. It's played out. Um, so let's see, Buko, happy birthday! Oh, La- right. Last week, right? Happy uh, birthday, yeah, Buko! Yeah. yeah, congrats, you made it another year. Oh, fucking hell, man! What's the horoscope? <laughs> I- I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm a virgin. Yeah, that's right. All right, I'm not, uh, not ashamed to admit it. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the what's the gemstone there? Oh shit, uh, opal. I, I think that's my it's guess always for everything. Opal. <laughs> it's always opal. Love opals. Black opals, I prefer. Right? Is that a mm-hmm. thing? Isn't that mm-hmm. the thing, Todd? Sure. Is black Isn't that opal the thing? a thing? Isn't that your thing? Is it my thing? Yeah. Black opals. Yeah. What's your mining town opals? Uh, Wollongong. Well, I thought that was an emerald place. Yeah, I grew up in it. I went to. I grew or up Sapphires. in a town called Emerald. Oh, but there is, a, and then there is a town called Sapphire, thirty oh, minutes okay. away from Emerald. Neither of those are opals. Opals. I'm thinking of. Um, uh, what's the Adam Sandler, Precious Gems, Wedding Singer? No, that that that's. Well, the there's gems one. involved. The gambling one. Yeah, no, I know. That was, that's not an opal. I don't know. That is that, an opal. That is an opal. I don't know if that's a real thing, Is that thing, movie though. called Precious Gems? It's something like that. I what's think it's the, called Precious Gems. the uh, Kenny Powers one called? Eastbound and Down? No, he, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Is, that, is that worth watching? Yeah. Oh, I it's heard really it's, good. I heard it's pretty funny. Oh, it's funny. Eh, those things that like strike you as being extremely funny. Uh, we watched, I, I watched the first season. It was really funny. It's yeah. kind of depressing in how real it is. Yeah. In a yeah. lot of ways. Anyway, um, let's see. The big news over the summer was that Herman Cain died. 
That is big news. I can't tell if it's good or bad news, to be honest. Like, why would that be good news? Well, why would it be bad news? I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's true. Yeah, look, the nature of his death was, I mean, I guess. I mean, I've never been to a, I've never been to a Godfather's pizza before, so I don't know if it was like a, if he ultimately made a positive or negative dent in the universe. I'm not really Wait, sure. Wait, was that his thing? I think so, right? Okay, was that his company? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know what it is. Neither do I. Okay, so. Yeah, Let's I see. Mean, was, that, was that funnier in your head, the whole Herman Cain thing? No, I mean... It, it played out great. I mean, yeah, it's great. Um, okay, so... Uh, Todd grew a mustache and then shaved the mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. say, pro mustache. I was, pro mustache, but I'm sure once I get back used to this again, it'll be fine. It would be cool if you then... Yeah. If you... Now you, like, buzzed your hair, and then you just look no. like you're 17. No, mm. I swear to God if he buzzes his hair. I mean, listen, you're already verging on the edge of dead to me. Like, that'll really push you over the edge. He is 17, really, like, haggard drug kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of the 17-year-olds yeah. I know. But, I mean, like, yeah, they do say that um, a man without a mustache is a lot like a woman with a mustache, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're great sources, means, but it's great. They require respect. It's like a big thing. Mustaches? Some cultures, yeah. Oh. The police. <laughs> don't do that. I, that it's the true, band. though. The band? Yeah, I don't remember the band with mustaches. I feel like, they, I, feel like uh, I was going to say Bono. Sting. I feel like Sting definitely went through a uh, mustache face. What's his real name? Like, Alan? Paul? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's I something weird. I thought it was weird. Paul. Greg? Oh, you know, it's like, it might be Aubrey, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, Todd and Rachel, you guys are moving? <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, we're moving. I mean, get married first, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. um, okay, so let's see. The Phillies uh, suck. They managed to win like eight or like, they managed to win like 10 out of 11 games and they're still going to miss the playoffs and there's only fucking 60 games. They suck. The Sixers yeah. also suck. Yeah, yeah, let's not talk The about Eagles them. suck. Yeah. Yeah. The Flyers, I mean, I guess they don't they're on suck, the upswing. but they're... They, they, they kind of ended with a fizzle, but, like, honestly had a pretty good run, so you can't really... They've the, got, a, they've got hope, I, though, right? Did the, got, Island, did the Islanders win the cup? Uh, no, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they were, like, a, they, 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 were, they were really, like, a rough matchup. And in all honesty, it was, like, the Flyers, this season was so much better than any Flyers fan could have possibly hoped going into it, other than the whole, you know, season got... So I canceled and bounced around. But they they have a lot to look forward to. Right? Yes, they've the got a ton of young talent. So yeah. like the Flyers are the only Philadelphia sports team that like you can really feel good about. Yeah. Well, um, every other let's see. Oh, I mean the this Philly sports curse is very real. Andy Reid winning a Super Bowl, which is totally fine, but it is definitely a direct curse from from Philadelphia. Um, and then Bryce Harper coming here and the Nationals immediately winning, and then. If we get the fucking uh, Jimmy Butler to win, like, either way, it's already been a pretty cursed thing. Yeah, it's kind of sad that I'm going to be cheering for Jimmy Butler at this point. Like, not that I dislike Jimmy Butler, but that, like, it is kind of sad. What what team do you think... Do you think Brett Brown will go to another team and win a championship? That seems hard to believe. Maybe down down under, but... Oh, he should. He should go back to the NBL. He could. Sydney Kings. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up on, like, you know, assistant coach somewhere, I guess. Well, he's going to coach the Australian team to we're going to get fourth or third at the Olympics. Here we go. Okay, so if he coaches them to a medal, <laughs> then I guess that's a that doesn't matter. Something it's, doesn't matter. We only have like lumbering white dudes on our team. I mean, that's it's, something. What, what, what about Ben Simmons? Like, 
Huh? What about Dante Exum? Simmons, Simmons hasn't play. ever played. He, I mean, refu- he refuses to play because they refused to pick him for the senior team when he was 15 at the World Championships. I like that fire. You know, where's that, where's that pettiness when it comes to actually playing That's all he's got professionally. Pettiness mm. for the actual, anyway, mm. uh, yeah, what about, what about Dante Exum? What about, right, we're, uh, not, we're not talking about Dante Exum league, on this podcast now. Just yeah, like he's, he's probably million, still the Australian. He's a million team. years old. <laughs> All right, as of Dante Exum is probably like twenty-four. <laughs> it feels yeah, like an old soul name, though. Um, let's see. It's officially fall as well. Oh, that's true. True. Just one more uh, season from you turning thirty-three. Very close. Yeah, um, it's forty some days to the election. Oh right, oh. that that's depressing me already. Mm. <laughs> this is a depressing podcast. We're just recounting everything that's happening in 2020 is a mm. terrible podcast. I'm only recapping like five things that I happened know. in 2020. It's like we're not even going to get into. I don't know. I can't even really remember. It's just kind of like white noise. Yeah. Remember when Australia was on fire and that was like, wow, that's a terrible thing that's happening. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, but that we had a podcast. We've had a few podcasts. Well, I guess I know, we only had one since then. It's just the, uh, you know. Australia's totally fine now, apparently. Right. Now it's just the Western United States. It's kind of cool. Fire. It's like you have these you have these disasters or things which are like the worst thing that's ever happened. But if you have that in conjunction with something which is like 10 times worse than the worst thing that's ever happened, it doesn't seem that bad. Like a bunch of burned koalas is real sad, real shitty. But, like, you know, it's not 200,000 people. Plus, again, the U.S. now was on fire from a gender reveal, so that was fun, too. Yeah, you know, I listened to this NPR thing, and this lady who's, this, this professional woman who's, like, a, like a regional fire expert said that the, the big thing with the fire thing is that there's a lot of money in it, so there's a lot more incentive for, that, for people to get private contracts to be firefighters than there is with fire suppression. Right. So there's more money in the fires happening. Yeah, and they put, the and because there's more money in the fires happening, there's also more money in putting the fires out so they don't burn as much as they should. Right. I don't know if this is like verges a little bit on conspiracy theory because I only listened to 15 seconds of an NPR interview about it. But when has that ever stopped you? Never. Honestly, this um oh the Joe Rogan Spotify deal. Oh right. Speaking of conspiracy theories, pretty good for Joe Rogan. Already kind of a problem for Spotify. He's like repeated some bullshit about, I think it actually was about fires. It was about leftists yes. setting fires, which there's basically no evidence of that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many leftists are really into gender reveals. I assume it's, it's, it's probably it's, a lot of them. Some it, pro- it, probably, it probably skews a little bit more towards the conservatives in the world, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure that a leftist can set a fire just as good as a righty. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I mean, left, what does left mean? Does that mean liberal? Because if you're talking about further to the left, then they probably don't really feel like you should be gendering somebody. I don't know. I wouldn't have said left. Thing. I just, I said left because that, that was like the Joe Rogan nomenclature that he used, I but no. I would have used like liberal and conservative. Well, well, as you're, you know, you are the Joe Rogan expert of us, I think. So, you know, I was, just, I was a big fan of Joe Rogan when he was on news radio. That was a good show. It's hard to Did believe Did you actually like his character guy. on that though? Joe Rogan was my favorite character on that show. That's it. He just got to play a smarmy fuck the whole time, right? Yeah. So it's kind of an extension of. And he was like a little bit young and nerdy. It was great. Yeah. There's no other likable really characters Wasn't on that he show. Supposed to be like the Phil young... Hartman. Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Phil Hartman's great. Rip Torn, I think, or maybe who was mm, no, I don't think it was no. Rip Torn. It's uh. It's another guy. The, the other guy is a little bit of a doppelganger. Also dead though, I think. What? No, the guy who owns the station. Yeah. No, he's not dead. Who's that guy's name? Uh, it's. 
Anyway, this is great podcasting, guys. Um, there was like a Jennifer Aniston lookalike. Who's that person? I, I don't know. What's what that? what happened to the same all of the Jennifer Aniston lookalikes? They disappeared. I think she actually had a pretty good career. Jennifer Aniston? No, oh, I know oh. that Jennifer Aniston <laughs> had a pretty good career. Although I, I think we were recently talking about the Friends being successful. It's got and like other than Jennifer Aniston, who's se- who's second there? I guess Courtney Cox, Arquette. Is she still married to David Arquette? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Um, so, uh, what's the the guy who was on drugs all the time? He seemed to have a Chandler. Good... Yeah, he he did all right. What's, I mean, his, did... what's his real name? Matt, Matt LeBlanc. No, that's, no, that's, that's Joey. Joey. Uh, he, I think Chandler, Chandler might have come yeah. third. If we're like doing, yeah, I mean, the, well, he, he had a movie career, rankings. but it just didn't really work out. So he just kind of played Chandler in every yeah. role. Yeah, they sort of had him memory. being sort of like the straight man that was a wisecracking straight man. I think would be his role. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like a proto Bateman kind of thing, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, like, like we he, just he, default he, to these boring white characters being the narration such point of view. He Those, was, the, um, but he was the straight the straight man that would get a few good licks. In I don't think he was in any movies. I cannot think of a single movie. Bruce Willis ones. Yeah, he was uh, Nine Yards. The whole Nine, nine yards. yards. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was a good, like, 90s. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I can imagine him, bit. like, wearing a bowler hat, although I think that's probably Bruce Willis. I just don't think you know what you're talking about at all, but that's fine. I can imagine Bruce Willis wearing a little, like, a pork pie hat, whatever. It's <laughs> he fine. definitely wore that in that bad movie, Hudson Hawk. And I think he might have worn it, worn that hat in the. Uh, I didn't know that was a look for him. But yeah, it was like pre Bruce Willis embracing his baldness, basically. Right. I guess. Okay. Fools Rush In with Selma Hayek. Is a Bruce Willis movie or a or a Chandler Bing movie? Matthew well, Chandler Matthew Bing Perry. was opposite Selma Hayek. Yeah. God, the world was. People think the world's fucked up now. It was weird back then. Yeah, but I feel like Selma Hayek is hotter now than she was back then. But still, you're not going to say that Selma Hayek was not hot. In yeah, but, the Ch- but Chandler Bing was hotter then than he is now. You know, it's like it's uh, like a, it's like an X. It's like yin and yang. Yeah. So maybe like he was every... peaking and she was like at her low point, and that's where that that's where they met. But up. name like any <laughs> sitcom from like the '90s slash 2000s probably '80s where it's just fat white dude with hot wife, right? And that was like King half of, of Queens. The... Yeah, King great of personality Queens. though. Right. What's the what's that the, guy's also still famous making Netflix movies? Oh, Kevin James. Yeah. yeah. Paul yeah. Blart. Guys, I'm sorry to chime in. That horror movie with Kevin James, wonderful. Oh, uh, what was that called? What? Like Lucy or something? Something like that. It's almost Halloween time. It is. It was good. He that was a non-comedic role for him. He was. The he was just sinister the whole time. Oh, yeah. nice. Uh, a little, yeah, a little Jim Carrey turn. That's good for his career, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we had. Um, yeah, we watched the. Uh, you know, it is starting to get towards spooky season. We watched Let the Right One In last night. So our horror movies. Oh, is that the original or the original, the Swedish the one? Swedish one. Is it subtitled? Yes. Yes. It is good. It's really good. I've been meaning to watch that for like ten years, and I not still not really scary, it. but but if yeah, you yeah. put subtitles on on Netflix and then you watch a subtitle movie, what happens? Subtitles. Subtitles. So nothing happens. No. no. If you is yeah, do you want do you want two lots of subtitles? Well, I'm just curious if they're hard coded subs. I don't I, not not in this case. It was mm. just yeah, a, pro- yeah. You know that's a good question. They're probably not hard coded, but I, there's got to be a movie on Netflix that has hard coded subtitles that we can check this on. Or maybe like a translated piece. All right, let us anyway. know at, uh, you know, softballdiaries at gmail.com. Yeah, so the big thing is, you know, we were talking to Anthony Fauci um, 
on and off this whole summer. It's been touch and go. It's been, you know, he's been busy, but... He's been very available, though. Oh, I mean, his... He, he's always going on the Sunday morning shows being like, softball cannot start. Um, and we finally got our numbers down, and we did play a game. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's we, buddy? Okay. So, <laughs> in this, yeah. As a so collective. I, I sort of broke my elbow again, and I cannot play, and, I, and I'm, you know. What do you mean again? You only broke an elbow one time. You, you dislocated it previously. And I fractured it too that time. Did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a fracture. Yeah, he did so break his elbow. Conversations. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I really want to sincerely apologize to all those who took me in the first round in softball fantasy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really disappointing to my fans to let them down this way. Um, but I did fall off my bike, sort of, and I fractured my elbow. You know, it, it just pays that you should have been following Woj because Woj dropped the, dropped the, you know, Woj bomb that Kleger had broken his elbow. And if you had been paying attention, you would have known to get him out of your lineup before. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the danger in drafting, in putting your draft a little bit too early when there's yeah. no preseason games. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game, I mean, the weather was fantastic. Spirits yeah. were high. The weather was awesome. And spirits were high, too. I was, I, was, um, I was surprised. Not surprised. I was, I guess it was a little bit pleasantly surprised. I don't know. People were, like, really enthusiastic, I guess. Was, I was... Kind of expecting some people to be like, oh, yeah, we're here. But, like, no, everyone was, like, really excited. Lots of comments about how happy they were just to, like, get a game in. Uh, it was nice. And honestly, like, you know, there were the things that concerned me going in was, like, we didn't have a permit for the field where there are going to be people there. No problems there. You know, uh, I was concerned that the field was going to, like, play a huge factor in the game. And honestly, I don't think it really did. I mean, you know, there's a couple weird bounces, but I don't think, like, the defense was particularly worse than it ever no. usually is. So nobody like, fell down. Nobody was... fell down. Nobody took a weird hop off of one of the little mounds of grass into the face. Like, that's that's what concerned me. I just didn't want anyone to get hurt. And, you know, none of that stuff happened. Everyone was enthusiastic. We had a great close game, which we'll get into in a moment. But, you know, like, uh, it, you know, I think it had everything uh, except for you, Kleger. And maybe a few more drone shots would have been nice. But, you know, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, so happy New Year! Happy everybody. New Year! Yeah, Lashana Tova. This is the holiest time of the year, I think. Right? This yeah. little middle period. Yeah, Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur has definitely got to be it. Yeah, yeah I, I like the little inflection you put on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the word. Anyway, he's Jewish, so he can speak. I went to I went to fucking Hebrew day school for a couple of years. I went to Hebrew school for a lot of years. Yeah. Do, sure. do you think they still call it Hebrew school? How many what do, years? What do you think they would call it? I think that they would want to rebrand it to be a little bit more, like, open. You know, like... You know, Hebrew school is, like, a very specific thing. And they yeah. don't really even teach Hebrew anymore. No, probably not. And, like, even if they did teach Hebrew, it's, like, that's not useful for anybody. I do, you guess, have to do, do you have to do, like... Is it, the, is it the thing, like, learning any other language where the teacher says you can only speak Hebrew? No, absolutely so, not. So, not. So, like, so... Like, there are he's some talking schools about, that do that, but what I'm talking about is is basically the equivalent of what is it? CCD? Sunday, su- it would Sunday be like school. Sun, Sunday school for Christians. It's, it's more of right. like you learn a couple things about about. So Hebrew school like a bonus is not because learning they charge the language. So much. Yeah. I mean, they have gotcha. some Hebrew I mean, involved I, in it. You learn a couple me, I'm words. Fluent. I know it all. Aloha or hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jewish day school is more the you know day school full full time. Gotcha. Half half the day in Hebrew. Yeah, I think it's just a freebie that they throw in, though. With anyway, I mean, one point of uh, interest with the game 
back to Sion. Yeah. It's a different field. Oh yeah, back to Sion. I mean, it was mostly just which is uh, now uh, essentially Buko's backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buko, you moved. I moved, and I, you know, I get to every day. I'm all my classes are online, and so I get to watch uh, dogs run around Sion. It's great. Uh, way more interesting than anything that I will be using as a professional in future years. But uh, yeah, Sion, uh, we were back there. Shit just didn't really work out. Couldn't really get a permit. They were kind of dragging their feet about stuff. The um, soccer nets were locked to the field. That It just uh, didn't work. Sion, I think usually the stuff that bothered us about Sion was that they would like shut off the lights at like 9.50. We wouldn't get our real time in. And, you know, it wasn't really an issue because we played a day game. So I think it worked out really well. Um, got a couple burgers and dogs, in, or just dogs afterwards. You know, it was all that good stuff. It was great. It was great. It was a great afternoon. It's a great afternoon. Uh, do you yeah. just want to do the recap or is like, is this not the recap? I don't know. Okay, well, well, like now we can get into the recap. This is like a weird pseudo thing. Okay, let's know, just get into the recap like, then, right? All right, so, or, I mean, you can put in a transition here if you want. I right. might do that. I might just stop and start. So luckily, we have three of the four captains here. Uh, so I managed to, uh, yeah, twisting your arm. I think would be the correct, correct phrase for this, right? Let's let's set this. Let's take a step back and set okay. the scene just a little bit. So no softball. Beautiful summer for it. Honestly, the Mondays and stuff were absolutely incredible. We never had a game because we could never get in. Finally, basically, you know, it's like the stars align. Buko, thank you for your leadership here, setting up the poll, creating an event. You know, the what? The, the Eagles lost, uh, extremely downtrodden. Go to the field. No one's really there, but we're all there. We're getting ready, and people just start showing up. It's a little bit Woodstockian, I would say. You know, uh, yeah. So I yeah. think yeah, I think it's good. I, like I had, we had sort of been getting people been like, hey, let's play throughout the season, and I've kind of just been dragging my feet just because I'm not sure about. I don't want to create a super spreader experience. And, and enthusiasm for like an every week thing seemed kind of rough. But then, like honestly, I talked to it was Sam Herman that texted me and was just like, hey, I just ran into Rohan and Natalie, and they were like. We should have a one-off game, and I'm like, well, if Rohan and Natalie, who I don't feel like are like the most intense of softball people, yeah, and Nat, Nat, I feel like is always sick in general. So yeah, and then Nat, who and Nat, who is like kind of, I, I guess, neurotic about like that sort of thing. I feel like they're both very responsible. They're both very responsible, and if they want to have a one-off game, then like fuck it, like I, I should really, like I can, I can do this one time, right? So. Yeah, we got that organized. Honestly, like, you know, you're always nervous about if we're going to do a one-off game, what happens if it rains? Like, that'd be a real bummer. But honestly, I think, it's, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes, 
you know, the universe is just shits on you constantly, and it's like, here, have this one thing, so I, it hurts more when I shit on you some more. It would have been the, the highlight of 2020 for me, but I had broken my elbow, so I couldn't <laughs> even play. I broke my elbow, yeah, the same, yeah. Maybe it's good, that way you didn't have to, like, go to Rosh Hashanah dinner when you were healthy, at least you're like, well, I, I can't play anyway. Oh, uh, I mean, I would definitely would have canceled, but, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right, so, you know, knowing that Todd and Rachel were... I guess more specifically, Rachel was uh, going to be leaving us. I really wanted Rachel to captain because Rachel refuses to be captain. Yeah. Always. So uh, I twisted her arm and got her to be like, well, you can have a co-captain. And I've done it one other time. And yeah. And you're, how many years? Are, is it five years? Something five like, or six. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, and Rachel's been captain once. And like, I usually just jokingly ask her most of the time because she just goes, no. <laughs> also, you're welcome. I'm not a good captain, so it's just... Nobody's a good captain. Right? Like, you usually have opinions about things. Though. Yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. I like to have opinions because then it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. They just have to be loud. Well, as a captain, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I, just, I also feel very shocked by the people that, like, don't... Like, the... The people that have, like, the most confidence, like, often, like, know the least, like, the least players and stuff like yeah. that. And they're just, What like, is that? So, the I, I, just, I feel Kruger-Dunning effect? Or what is that thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, the most confident people. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of the thing is just, like, nobody wants to captain, so, like... Usually people just suck it up eventually. Yeah. And so, you I mean, you haven't, and that's fine. Like, if you're really going to have that miserable of a time doing it, then whatever. Though I don't think you had that bad of a time being no, captain. I like, uh, like co-captain. But, but having the co-captain, I, ge- I guess, helps. Uh, so it was uh, Todd and Rachel versus Steph and I. And, uh, you know, it's, we had, like, just the right amount of people. Uh... Uh, Rachel was very adamant about getting Gabe Carey on. I, no, I, I know that he's the secret sauce. He, he's the secret sauce, apparently. He's very happy because the White Sox are making the uh, playoffs for the first time, even though it doesn't really count. Uh, it doesn't count. It, it doesn't definitely count. does count. But he was wearing lots of White Sox gear. He's from Chicago. He's allowed to. He is. I, I just, you know, like... He I, would came, be, I would be excited, too. You know, he's, he was, haven't he's made doing the playoffs the, since the full, 2011. The full kit thing. Well, they hadn't made it in, like, 19 years or something like that. Yeah. Well, guaranteed rate field. Um, uh, so, yeah. A lot of couples in softball now, are now engaged. Oh, right. So, Rohan and now... Rohan and Nat, they got engaged in early, early this year. Mm-hmm. Like maybe January or February. They were they were within like a couple weeks of us getting engaged. Yeah, yeah. And then the big one is Sam and Taylor got Sam engaged. Sam and Taylor got engaged. Uh, like a few weeks ago. Very excited. Very happy about that. Yeah, that's been a long she time said he coming. He had like a whole like he had a whole thing like he did. I know. He he like took them away. On like a cabin retreat and the idea of Sam being stuff. sentimental is it's just really so is is so forward to me, but like so beautiful. I I, I just yeah, I wish it, to be a fly on the wall at all. I mean, it's good me. to recognize when it's like I can't. F- I I better not fuck this up. Yeah, no one else is gonna love me. Yeah, speaking <laughs> <laughs> personally, <laughs> I I asked if there was a story, not expecting there to be a story, and then she just like blew me out of the water. He he went all out. Uh, yeah, I think Sam is a romantic. He just really doesn't let that side sh- side come through very often. Uh, 
Yeah, so the, it was good to see them. And a hearty uh, welcome back to uh, Ali Shapiro and, well, I guess Spencer. And that they're, definitely, they're back in, definitely, back in definitely both of them, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, they're not engaged, I don't think. Oh. Are they? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, not that I'm aware of, uh, but, but I feel like moving to Philadelphia is the first part, right? Yeah. I, I, a lot I of people move to Philadelphia that. and get engaged. I mean, Spencer ah. was willing to move away from California to Wait, Philadelphia. to <laughs> Yeah. Uh, cool. They lived here. She lived here before. She, she yeah, grew she, up. She grew up with us. She and then she spent a bunch of years in California, and she met Spencer in Santa Barbara. He's from and, there. And they just they they moved back there, probably like five blocks away right now. Yeah. What? She's the one with the hot takes. Uh, hot. Yes. Corner. Hot. hot that, yeah. Alice Hot Corner. So look for the return of that. I cannot wait for the return of the hot corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was so very excited to have them back. Um, yeah, all right, so we were, we were talking about a softball game. Uh, so what was your guys' strategy going in, you know? Uh, I do it, sorry. So, okay. you, but you had couples couples coaching, which is pretty cool, or cu- captaining, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know if that's really happened before. Maybe it's something we want to explore, depending on how it went. Keep going now. Sure. Uh, yeah, you guys have a strategy going in? Todd was more of a silent partner, kind of there for moral support and for me to, to kind of fall back on if I needed some some guidance. I don't know. I think this, the strategy was just to get someone for each position. Like, obviously, I wanted Gabe shortstop. I wanted Andrew Pitchin. Uh, hmm. I wanted the height on first with Martino. Um, and his special glove. And his special glove, because it's the Very only position special. he can play with the special glove. Um, I feel like uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Nat, like, pull some shit out of them uh, in, in the most clutch times. Uh, so I was very happy to have them on the adult ballet dancers. And we rolled the dice with Nick because I wasn't uh, super familiar with his style of play. But was Yo, Yeah, Nick was the only new, was new he to softballer. New? Yeah, he's new new to softball. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was What's-His-Face's friend? Yeah, it was Thatcher's friend. Yeah. I was trying uh, to watch his like stride and his gait from across the field like as we were picking Oh, like you were at a, at the horses or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and track. honestly, well, I mean, he had he had a he had, he had a mixed bag in that he got a couple big hits some RBIs, had a couple really wow, bad defense. That doesn't sound like a mixed bag at all. Uh had some pretty bad errors in there too. It was, <laughs> no, but it was the first time I know. He was in the outfield at the same time I was. That son was very Oh yeah. So I'd say that that was the one the one negative was that like playing shortstop or left field was pretty rough. He did take one call during his time in the outfield. Uh that I didn't love, but He did take one call. Oh I didn't see that. Well he took a phone call. For me Oh he took a phone call? That's great. (laughs) For me me, I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. Get that man a Bluetooth headset I guess. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that though you like just Get the ball, you know. If it comes your way, yeah, like it's at least totally fine. Honestly, the, all everyone in the outfield should be on a call all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess our strategy was uh, hit them hard. Yeah, hit them low and uh, dazzle them. So adult ballet was your team. Uh, we didn't really have a great name for our team. Thatcher came up with one, and I really did like it. Uh, so I went with hangover in a can. That's, that was, uh, <laughs> which we'll uh, get to yeah. that. We'll get to that later. Uh, so you guys started off quickly, three runs early, but then my team, Mercy Rule, do back. What was your strategy? Oh, I always try and draft defense, but I didn't really draft. I was just picking the best player. Right. I think. Next man up, you know. Uh. Right, Mel. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so, you know, sort of back and forth early on. Both teams wound up mercying the other at some point during it. <laughs> oh, man, so defense was... No, yeah. no, I mean, honestly, like, it was like one team would score six runs and then wouldn't score runs after that. It was huh. kind of like a... So, I mean... That's exciting. Uh, you know, there was... It only, it only happened once each team. Once for each team. Yeah. I mean, Which you is, know, more than half of their good. runs were scored in one inning for yeah. both teams. That's so it's, somehow it's, like, always how it works, where you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, we're going to lose 36 to nothing. Well, especially and then it's when like, it's, for some reason, it just doesn't happen Especially, again. like, your team, you guys really didn't have another pitcher. Or, I guess Gabe Carrion does like to pitch sometimes. But it's better if he doesn't pitch because he's oh, very really smart, bad at Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> very strategic to not let him pitch. I actually pitch. wanted him to pitch first and Andrew was like I got this no Andrew I think was very looking forward to pitching it would have been really disrespectful if you put in an extremely bad pitcher over yeah over yeah (laughs) and he did great I just I wanted to mix it up a little but uh because then because otherwise you get the Andrew did pitch the whole game Andrew had to shake like a little bit of rust off in the first inning but after that he He was was just fucking constant and solid and Mm -hmm. uh and and I'm I'm proud of him. He threw a lot of strikes, which I. But not too many. He didn't throw too many strikes to get anybody comfortable. He threw he a lot. Hit of sh- a couple people, which I also. He didn't. Support. He almost hit a bunch. He of people. struck out like what Who a three or four people. Sam hit. Oh, yeah. Sam hit. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, but like with Andrew's sidearm pitching, you're gonna get a lot of inside pitches. Just no, yeah. I like how uncomfortable his pitching makes makes people. Okay. It's important. I yeah. love his pitching. It's great. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely get, like, all of my hits out of it. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Big guy uh, does. I, I definitely, had the, hard, I definitely had the hardest hit of the game. Yeah, yeah you uh, were pretty Definitely the most personal pitcher, though, in terms of taking every sort of earned run. Oh, yeah, at his, the end of the game, back. he oh, took yeah, it he, really badly. Yeah, uh, so uh, I guess we'll, we'll just zoom forward. Your team had sort of fought back from an early hole. Uh you know, well, we get three runs in the first inning. Three runs, but then like but then mercy, when you we, get mercyed in the first inning, yeah, you're like, oh, so are we are we gonna ever stop these guys? Sort of, you sort of get like, a weird feeling. Uh, no, nice. no, out recording the first inning is. Oh uh, uh, yeah, t- not yeah the best too, way. but it uh, honestly felt like we could have kept going. My, yeah. my, like, my like hubris and confidence though in that first inning when we got three, I was like. Settle down, guys. Like we don't need to run this hard. Like don't let's make it a good ball game. I think that's I had a, that's so good though. So much confidence in us, and then we got out in the field, and it was like none of us had seen a softball before. Well, I think like what changed when we went out to did we do another inning like that? But anyway, at one point I pulled my co-captain aside and I said. You've got to go to second base. That's your natural position. Well, we restructured. Well, we will tighten up the de- the infield defense. Uh, so it's just, just a minor Wait, adjustment. Where was Sanders? Where were you playing? In the I outfield. was in center field, okay. uh, fighting off the football players. She got hit by a foot by a, by a thrown yeah. football. I think it oh. it just needed to be. We needed to get you in left field. I think was also a big chunk <sighs> of it. Why? Because you were because we had someone taking phone calls in the outfield. <laughs> I guess uh, he wasn't taking phone calls at thirds. You so. can't you can't hide bad fielding. It always gets found. It does. Yeah, it's, that's that's tough, Rachel, because it's like when you're a captain, you're a coach, you kind of do that thing where you kind of sacrifice your own and potentially what's best for the team yeah. just yeah. Uh, for for politics and yeah. It, it's a tough line to do to go. No, I know. Especially I play- at a premium position like second base. <laughs> I played a lot of outfield when I should probably have been playing first base. <laughs> But Rohan wanted to play first base, so I let him play first base. Yeah, that's a 50-50 ball for me. <laughs> I think you're a better outfielder than he is, though. I'm also probably a better set of first baseman than he is, too. 
Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I think I get the cops. But, uh, oh yeah, I think the defensive play of the game actually went to Thatcher, who had like a pretty tough uh, play yeah. on Dan Martino. He yeah. bobbled it a little bit, but it was like a really tough play to track. Like, was that a, was that a catch? Yeah, yeah. where a team name came from. Adult ballet oh, from that catch because it was very it was a beautiful like pirouette. Yeah, so, like, could, would you go? Like, I mean, it's a tough. It was like one of those liners. He actually had to like look over his shoulder and wow, you know, it was <laughs> that's it was pretty athletic from it him too. Good glove, job, yeah. Like, popped out of the glove, managed to like stick with it and get the catch. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Guess I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Karen, she's a silver sun. You best walk her away and watch it shining. Watch her watch the morning come. A silver tear appearing now. I'm crying. So uh, there was some scorekeeping errors, but we're just gonna sort of go by that. Who's the official scorer? Me, obviously. <laughs> I know. I know. I, know I, I fucked up. I fucked up and didn't. Yeah. But anyway, he had you a lot got, on his plate. He was the you, captain. I was the guys organizing. I wasn't in midseason form. I really need the preseason to you uh, know, you work know what? into that my scorekeeping. Is, is a totally valid response. That's, uh, That's uh, totally valid. So, adult ballet had was up two runs going into the bottom of the sixth. Uh, and, you know, the bottom of the lineup was up, so I was pretty nervous that we weren't going to get the two runs off of you guys. Uh, caught a couple defensive breaks. I won't target Todd specifically, but Todd did. <laughs> That's fine. It was the last inning. There was, was like, a gay I, had to, I had to run from left to center to try and make a catch, yeah. and I was like four beers deep. Well, I mean, it's point. also like if it Gabe was... Karen just throws a good, you know, shortstop to first. On victors right. earlier, it, it doesn't That's even right. come up. It's not even an issue. Uh, but you know, uh, eventually, uh, so maybe some <laughs> more weak defense allowed me to score. And when I scored the tying run, uh, <laughs> that's when Andrew Abbott was so upset. He was. He had upset. thrown his hat down in completely unironic <laughs> disgust with yeah. the defense, and was like really upset. And he, he and he's gone full uh, full cue ball. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. He just freshly did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked it looked freshly yeah. done. Uh, I mean, it was. I feel like he's he's got such pale skin. It's gonna be. It's like well, as long as he's wearing a hat. On there. As long as he's wearing a hat, I think he should be okay. I've heard that burning of the scalp is painful. Anyway, uh, I can it, imagine. But uh, <laughs> you, you two managed to get Rohan out, and we wound up with a tie, which was uh, you know kind of fitting, I guess. Uh, Beautiful. It yeah, right. it felt right. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a good game. I think everyone enjoyed it. Uh, the beer of the game went officially went to Gabe Carrion, but he was, like, piecing out real fast that I had gotten uh, a very special beer of the game that I didn't feel comfortable giving it to him <laughs> uh, on his way out. Because what I got was a, a large, I, I guess a tall boy of uh, Sex on the Beach. Uh, uh, like a, co- like a, a malt. Co- yeah, like a cocktail, a cocktail thing. thing. It was 10%. So I gave, I gave it sentimentally to... Uh, 
the opposing captains. I feel, uh, I feel like much like its namesake, Sex on the Beach is so much better in theory yes. than it is in practice. Yep, there you go. So bad. Oh, look, I knew it was going to be gross. And then I realized that, like, I realized after I got it that it was, like, 10%. I'm like... This yeah. is gonna be. It was. It was it's gonna be hangover in a can. It was neon orange. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like honestly, that I didn't get that because I thought it would like taste good. Like I, I knew it was gonna be bad. It was more for the more for the memes. Uh, and yeah, you know, you guys drank most of it, so. <laughs> I poured it into my white claw and it cut it. It cut the sweetness. Oh, that's little. good. Cause yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely looked looked a little painful. I mean, we sort of hung out, uh, grilled some burgers on the mini. All right, grilled some dogs, sorry, on the new grill. On my new grill, which Todd uh, gratefully, uh, or I gratefully, Todd brought the the grill back to her house with the coal still very much on fire. so he, he risked life and limb to get that there. So I appreciated yeah. that. Uh, but it was just a great game. I think everyone had a good time. Um, except for Andrew at the very end. <laughs> not at a good time. But, yeah, uh, but him, him not having a good time is still him having a good time. Right, that's true. You know what I mean? And he had the whole Andrew oh, Abbott experience where he just gets shelled and then is also a good pitcher at yeah, different yeah. points I mean, he the game. struck out. How many people did he struck out? Three people. Yeah. I mean, pitching is impossible, let's face yeah. it. Yeah, and he was... There's no like, winning. He, he if you're really good, it's like you're a dick. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're, you're pitching to contact and mm-hmm. I don't think any of his strikeouts... The one that's... Uh, Steph got mad at me when I punched her out, but it was 100% a strike. It wasn't really that close. But God, uh, That look that she gave you was like <laughs> murder. She's very close to the plate, and it was like, it wasn't like on the corner. Like it was on the inner half of the plate, but very much on the plate. Uh-huh. So I don't know. She's going to get mad when she hears this. But she doesn't get to defend herself because it's a podcast and she's not here. So you right. definitely shouldn't have struck her out. I don't know the context of the play. I didn't see it, but it seems like that was It was mistake. on the bottom. <laughs> I feel that this is what she told me, and I want to. I want to make sure I'm defending her correctly. The theory is you struck her out so that you could be the one to go to bat to drive some runs. I in. do not that want that you pressure. You wanted to be the hero, and so you uh, did yeah. whatever it took. <laughs> I buy I, it. I like. This, I buy it. I first of all like this theory. Like I want that first of all, which I don't. And secondly... Seems real convenient that it's what you got. Why? I could, what, like, what was going to change with letting her hit? Was she going to hit a whole run? Like, you, st- <laughs> you, went, you didn't give her that chance. We'll never know. Okay, so don't, don't you think it would be real fucking shitty of me as an umpire in the bottom of the last inning to call an easy strike three to like be like, uh, ball? Like, do you think you guys would have gotten really mad at me if I, I hadn't... think it's even shittier to strike out your fiancé just because you want that moment for yourself. <laughs> I agree entirely. I think that that is I already had my moment. I already hit a ball really hard and watched Todd go sprinting after it, and I went like, he can't fucking get that. Fuko expanding, the, expanding the strike and, zone just for personal glory. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that narrative. Why not? That's what you get for being a captain, umpire, player, stat keeper, <laughs> fiance. Yeah, honestly, there is part of that hats. where I, I gotta say, there hats. is. <laughs> you could say I wear a lot. Sometimes of hats. softball is a little stressful for me. <laughs> Sometimes I don't have as much fun as I possibly could. Yeah, well, uh, this seems like a self-inflicted wound. You should, yeah, because, you know, we were supposed to run these leagues together, and you're just like, you could do it. Wow. <laughs> hey, I showed wow. up. I showed up. I took you some did. I took some principal drone photography. Oh, yeah. no, I'm just talking some about big, more in general organization. This is like, this is like 
this is like classic hurt uh, people. You don't need two people, people doing the, no. doing the job that that, that one person can do. <laughs> I'm feeling <like> stressed now. <laughs> By the All way, right. when's that recap gonna be posted? Uh, uh, I I already I have it written and everything, so I, I'll I'll post it soon. Yeah, right. we're scheduling it with our social media manager. Okay, so I just want to say special after this, we are gonna do. I think this is a very special episode. It's extremely special, actually. You know, now now that I realize that we're doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, softball has been a thing, you know, hundreds of players. Since we were Thousands 18, of games. So we're... Dozens of years. I but mean, who, are the, who are the best players to have ever played the right. game? So uh, Clegger and I each came up with our own starting nine, we'll call it, uh, for your, like, best all-time, or best all-time lineup, we'll call it. Yeah, I made mine in five minutes. Clegger made it, I, I think I spent, uh, we, we had... Kind of wanted to do this earlier, uh, so I did have one already written down. But you know, we'll go through all of them, break down the the best of all time. You know, did and, uh, you get out the historical scorebooks? Well, so not like I don't. Wait, uh, the, so, I don't know your Wi-Fi password, so I didn't. But <laughs> but that didn't that doesn't stop me from jogging the old memory bank, which can be you know what a lot more accurate than our inaccurate scorekeeping occasionally. I mean, the scorekeeping is inaccurate, but at least it helps me remember the players that existed yeah, for a that's while the, ago. That's, that's, the, that's the hardest part, yeah. I know. The, uh, some of those old score ones have uh, been lost to time, so... Uh. But that's how you know it used to be, because if there's one thing that baseball has, it's stats which are not being kept forever. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry, I'm the... All right. All right. <laughs> Stress me out again. Good, yeah. All right. All right. Coming up, our our starting nine greatest song. I had made this list, I don't know, a couple months ago, and the first thing I have written on here is, have you seen the guitarist from Modern English? So, uh, have you seen the uh, guitarist from Modern English? I don't know, I assume he looks like a fucking British dude, I don't really know. Yeah, well, he's just covered in tattoos, like, all over his face and everything, which just isn't what I would expect from the guy from Modern English, to be honest. Uh, uh, I mean, like... Head head tattoos and stuff. He just doesn't really fit in with the rest of the band either. Uh, yeah, like, it's a little bit weird. He like kind of looks like he's like a metal guitarist, I guess. You know, like, I think that's nice to have one guy that looks like that. I know it just like wasn't what I was expecting when I. I don't it's know. It's like why. three dads and like an anarchist. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this is our all-time team. Uh, <laughs> yeah, without much ado, basically, let's talk about the best players that have played the game. Yeah, I feel like that's like what, you know, I feel like this is like great like off-season content sort of thing. Um, oh, yeah. What's your top 500 players? Yeah. This is, this is our book of baseball, <laughs> softball. This is great. All right, so uh, I started off with pitcher. What position did you start off with? Uh, I can start off with pitcher. I did outfielders first, but okay. uh, I mean, p- pitching is like the least important. Right? And it's not that it's the least important, but like skill-wise. Well, what, all right, so when I was constructing my, uh, my nine, I wanted, I wanted to make sure like, 
all MVPs sort of got on there. You know, I, I sort of wanted to like get the like players my top nine, so I wanted to make sure I could slot a guy in there. And so I, w- I put Sam Herman here. Um, pitch a pitched probably for the longest out of anybody that's uh, ever played softball. Um, uh, I think is a really good pitcher. I always couldn't hit him just because he he's got a little dip in that pitch. Yeah, uh, and then you know I, he's also in a former MVP, and I, I just I I've got him there. What what what? Who'd you have? Yeah, I mean I approached the the pitching position in terms of thinking about it from more of a complete game standpoint, and I do have Sam as my starting pitcher for basically the same reasons you have. Uh-huh. He is able to throw it hard, but he also has that pitch which is unhittable, which I always think is a strike, and I have no idea how he throws it, and it's really annoying. Um, but I don't want Sam to be in there the whole game. I think that he can get frazzled. So uh, I would bring in Steph Ricci as my as the, the closer, which I think that is like a role which she's extremely well suited to and gives me absolute confidence that if, you know, once we have the lead that she'll be able to close it out. Yeah. I mean, if we have a 10th position for uh, like a, as a closer, I would say Steph definitely makes it there. I mean, obvious shout outs to Andrew Abbott, who is like been kind of a consummate pitcher for at least the past like three years he's been great i also wanted to give a special shout out to like zach crone because like we had a knuckleballer that was kind of fun for like a minute yeah uh, and then more for fun you know yoski just just a lot of fun at that wow. position the goat. The, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally would screech at the top of his lungs if he almost hit you and he yeah. would almost hit you a lot so it was like kind of a is yoski like an athletic guy like it's a it's, a, it's always kind of a mystery to me as to like how he was just I like i want to pitch i think he could have been athletic if he wanted to be but i don't think that was like I mean, very high on his list of his, if we want to be i don't i don't know if that's true uh but i, I think he uh <laughs> I, he never he never right. he never committed too hard to it which was kind of the most enjoyable thing is that we didn't I think for the most part, pitchers were like people that wanted to be pretty engaged in the game. And I think Yoski was like maybe one of the most relaxed people to ever pitch. I definitely feel like there were some innings to be like, it's over. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. nice. Do we, uh, we win? One more mention. Uh, two more mentions, actually. Uh, Brian Tierney. Uh, oh, yeah, BT. Big pitcher uh, during, during like, I think still the, the GOAT season. That is great. I mean, I would say that Brian definitely has had the best mound presence of anybody. Yeah. So uh, you guys didn't know this, but Brian, like, he would be pretty drunk during the games, and he'd have like a cigarette hanging out Smoking of his a mouth, cigarette. and like one eye kind of closed, and he'd be like wobbling. But he would throw strikes, so like there's really I mean, no he issues. He'd be like, he'd be like, put me out there, coach. Yeah, I'll do it. He was great. And lastly, uh, Enrique, Enrique, just because I did his official softball nickname was Gas Passerini, and I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely not a pitcher of note at all. He pitched. He did pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. <laughs> he wasn't good at it, but like. Uh, you know, when we first started, I thought I was going to be a pitcher, um, but I'm not a pitcher. All right. I think I could be, though. All right, so moving on to uh, first base. There's okay. always time. What? There's always time. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think it's it's important for me yeah, to, to, come, back, to, to come back healthy and stay healthy. And I I'm think really that worried that a gopher ball is going to get him in the elbow you at gotta, this point. <laughs> you got to hide me in the outfield at this point in my career. Um, okay, I mean, for first base, I mean, what a what an important position when you're constructing any lineup. I think that you could go – you could basically pick almost anybody here and you could have a pretty good first baseman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I think I have to go with – Matt Kay here in terms of a of, of first base. He's very competent uh, fielder, and he is slightly overrated hitter, but a, still a very good hitter. He is a good hitter. I also had Matt Kay, a.k.a. Frat Kay, 
Doesn't know the rules of softball, but but we'll let that slide. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he's good. He also, you know, you know, I I I love the drama he brought to the game. Uh, like to pick a fight, which I kind of enjoyed. I think it's yeah, it's. I mean, like, listen, he was a bit of a dickhead, but like in in a funny way. So like, I appreciated that. Yeah, but it's I like. Do that he knows the rules better than everyone else. Well, that was that's kind of the joke. Um, I like yeah. Obviously, like I was, I was kind of joking because, but whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like he knows them louder than everyone else. Uh-oh. Yeah, I just feel like he's like I'm the villain, and it's like no, nah, you, we don't need a villain. Um, <laughs> but, but it and was then, really funny. Like probably the greatest softball beef of all time uh, between him and Steve Ergo. Oh yeah, that that really did happen. I guess it did. Um, I also think. I mean. I think that at his best, Dan Martino is 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 by far the the best first baseman possible. But what? but we haven't. I think feel like we Dan haven't. Dan Martino can't catch. Well, <laughs> I feel like we haven't seen that, with that, that special. We haven't seen that side of Dan Martino for two two and a half years. But I would say that he's you know in in perfect form. Uh, you know that's an MVP. He pure had red. one good half of a season and then other than that has been like a mediocre player well no, i just have to say he was my second but like all right he, so we're in agreement. yeah but to say that he was like a really good first baseman is just insane to me i mean the hitting to me brings to is a is a, is a dynamic but he's not actually a good hitter anymore well he's not a good hitter anymore and he hasn't been a good fielder for a while but i also think that he doesn't come prepared to play the game as much as he comes prepared to hang out when he does, which is uh, I'm fine you know, with that. That's but that, that but that factors in. I want I want. I, I mean, him hang. him hooking us up with Sion and having some sort of voodoo knowledge of the the rest of the system that is the River Wards is is extremely helpful to me. Right. Uh, so other mention, uh, I have Mark written here, Mark Vaughn. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know I'm your not, shoulders throbbing already. I'm not gonna. It, I yeah. I, I yeah. You know, I don't know if he knows how to play first base, to be honest. Yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah, and then there's also, uh, also Mark's nickname was 19 Miles because he would tell you that he biked 19 miles to be here. Which is time. kind of a crazy thing. It it's is. It's like, yeah, extreme shout out. Yeah, no, that, that took some, uh, and then I also have Rohan because I love having Rohan on my team. Also, also like playing first base, so. Okay. He gets a shout out here. All right, so moving on to second base. Okay, second base to me. Um, there's basically only two names that ever come to mind when we think about second base, okay. and those are Kate and Rachel. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that Kate is a pretty good second baseman, second base person. Second baser. <laughs> but, second baser. But really, this is like, you know, the, the house that, that Rachel built. Yeah. I also have Sanders here. Uh, I, you know, shout out to her at third base too, but I have somebody else at third I base. I would have preferred to put her at third base always. I think that she has the arm the to do it, gone. but the sec- arm's gone now. So <laughs> second base is like, is an extremely important defensive position when it comes to the, 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 the style of play for softball. Um, and having, if you can turn a double play once every three games, it's like a game changer. Yeah. Um, and, and Rachel's probably the only second baseman that, that can really do it. Um, yeah, and, and I, I also I also like this is like an all time team. So like picking like peak Rachel like a couple years ago when she was willing to like bruise her butt to like slide into second base. Yeah, you know, I, I I like that hustle back back then. Good uh, instincts, but be, be, probably best defensive instincts of anybody in the infield that I can think of. Yeah, she did catch a bunch of pop flies uh, 
of the pass game, which was helpful because I usually give her a lot of grief about errors, even though errors happen to everybody. But yeah, do we have, <laughs> do we have anyone else here? Uh, you know, I I, spe- I have Erica as a special mention so, uh, after yeah. party. Uh, Kira. Wilson okay. uh, and I, I also put uh, Justin Siebel. Yeah, on this. If, we're, if we're going like like male heavy, I think that Justin or even Noah on there is is is, is yeah. super awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I I think like I think Justin liked playing second base a lot, uh, but you know, I'm putting, I think I'm Justin put, doesn't like doing though. But I think he like if I ever asked him where he wanted to play, he would say second base. But he actually wants to play shortstop. No, really. he does also like playing. He does like playing shortstop. He definitely he wants to play shortstop. Anyway. He, he he gets an he gets an honorable mention here at Sanders' spot. Sanders is his spot. Yeah. Right. Uh, so do you Two do you go to shortstop next or do you go third base next? Well, what's the traditional way to do I, it? Usually third base next. Yeah, we can do third base. Okay. I don't think there's much controversy no. at third base either. No. Um, there's there's really there's two names I think that like third base is 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 the hardest infield <laughs> position. Um, you know. Uh, yeah, you gotta make the longest throw. You and you really only ever miss miss balls and get blamed for things. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, there's not a lot of things where it's like you can't really be a competent third base. You're either good or bad at it. Um, and to me, I mean, Todd and Jeff Knight are the, are the two best third basemen that I've ever seen. Jeff, uh, because you know, Jeff doesn't strike me as being a good softball or baseball player, even knowing the rules. But for some reason, defensively, he's able to do it. Uh, <laughs> And and his hitting is hitting is above average. And Todd, you're a really good hitter, and um, you know you you have the, the the right stuff to play third. Oh, okay. So this is good because we Thank have you, we Clay. we now have a Thank disagreement. You. Okay. Uh, I I went with Allie. Fuck uh, you. Oh, there nice. Uh, I you know I I didn't even put Jeff Knight though. That's a really good one. I forgot he was a good th- third baseman. I uh, probably that's a it was a probably an it was a niche of- that he that he built for himself. In the pre-Todd era, I would say. Yeah, I have a shout-out for Todd. I didn't know entirely where to put him in my lineup. I also thought, you know, you know, I, I just... Allie was, A, a mainstay, way better than she ever gave herself credit. Honestly, her confidence was her biggest issue. Yeah, uh, she's a softball player. She was also, like, really good at, like, she would... You know, maybe not the greatest arm, but she would always stop the ball. Like, so I, I really like that. Especially third base, like, on, like going back to the uh, Geesey days... The third baseman, if the third baseman didn't stop the ball down the line, it's a home run. So, yeah. like, I was like, she she was really good at keeping the ball in front of her, uh, you know, played at multiple fields and was good at, at, at all of them. So uh, I went with Allie. Obviously, Todd was way up there. Also, Bennett. You know, this is hard. There's a lot of good players out there. Uh, Bennett I put at third base, too, as an honorable It's not really mention. an all-time list if you're just mentioning everybody. That's true, but, I, but that's why I'm – there's my – there is my third baseman is Allison Shapiro. Okay. My honorable mentions, Todd, Bennett, and Steve, baby wife's Fitzpatrick. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him, him more for the giggles than anything else. But. Yeah, it's probably a mistake to put him there. Yeah, probably. If you want to win, yes. I but if you want to have a good time. He's okay, outfielder. I mean, he's I mean, he has hit the ball before. He has. He was actually not he, like if you look at, back at his career stats, his numbers are surprisingly good. Yeah, I know. All right, so let's move on to shortstop. Okay. Yeah. So shortstop, you know, a little position that 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 you yeah. know, n- n- no base. This is know. definitely the uh, the throwaway of the. Uh, yeah, positions. I don't know. Do you want to go? Yeah. So I went. I went with Gabe uh, Yasky. Who? Yeah, I know. Uh, it, honestly, when it comes down to it, there really is. 
no other real choice. I mean, A, he's he's an OG. B, he's really good at the position. And on, I think probably was the most consistent at, like, not actually committing a ton of errors, which, like, you play shortstop, you're going to commit a ton of errors because you're going to get the most balls and they're going to be hard, hit pretty hard to you. And I think Gabe does a really good job at both keeping the ball in front of him and is, uh, you know, I think hitting he was maybe not as consistent as he'd like to be, but I think he had seasons where he was just the best yeah, player. Yeah, he can crush the ball. I mean, defensively, he's he's very good, um, minus the fact that he did, like, basically, like, end Aaron Kaplan's softball playing career by hitting him in the head with the softball on the, a terrible throw. But that's yeah. just one of hundreds, of, if not yeah. millions um, yeah, he's good. You give confidence pretty easy. The one um, negative is that he's just horrible for team chemistry. He did have that, <laughs> he did have at least one game where he had a bunch of errors, which I don't know what was happening there. Um, yeah, but 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 I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty easy cut and dry list there. Um, I would also give a give a, a very close second place to Zach Gross. Yeah, for um, sure. During Zach Gross's pro- earlier pro- more productive years. <laughs> Um, you know, as a hitter, he's super dynamic. It's a very weird thing to, to, to do it on right field. Um, and as a fielder, he has, he has much bigger range. range than Gabe. But the triple clutch is just, you know, never in style. And honestly, as first baseman, just terrified that he would crow hop slowly towards you, getting very, very close and then throwing it really fucking hard at you. But for team chemistry, it's, uh, you know, as much of a, as a negative as Gabe is, as you said, not me, uh, uh, <laughs> Zach is a positive there. Zach's very supportive. Positive. Right. Definitely. And so I was like, honestly, I'll just decide to stop. was definitely the most competitive position because Zach Gross is a former MVP to me. But also, like, you know, it's just a competitive position there. I also have beer guy Gabe Carey on list there. You know, three games a season is just not enough to get you on my list. Uh, also, Noah Rush. I mean, you know, normal size Clegger. Uh, Clegger with, with, with a slugging percentage. Uh, yeah. yeah, when yeah. Noah was good, the league was, you know, the, the league likes to have, like, Noah's like the Raiders, you know. Yeah. It's and like, then, and when, then when honestly, he's good, everything's more interesting. Honestly, the best... The best shortstop I've ever seen at softball, Byron, uh, gets a special match. <laughs> I guess. I mean, he played like half a game once. He but played yeah. half a game once, and it was it was electric. Yeah, he's he's pretty famous. All right, so let's move on to our outfield. So uh, starting at left field, uh, obviously outfield's a little bit strange of position because if you played outfield, you never really... You never really were just a center fielder or a left fielder. Yeah, I didn't really. I think most of my outfielders are not true outfielders, but for left left field, I have Tom Kelly. Tom Kelly. Okay, so you know, I, I he he he's he made my team, but I have in left field. I have uh, Steve Ergo. Okay, um, also a good one. So basically, it's like we both. I mean, I went with Tom Kelly because he regularly pulls the ball, so I feel like he's the one that's most comfortable in that position. Okay. To collect that ball. Well, I put Tom in, in a center field position just because he's Tom, a bad, he's, yeah. He liked playing in center field. He might have been the best outfielder we've ever had play. Uh, uh, he's really good at that stuff. Uh, uh, Steve Ergo, uh, I'd say in, like like Steve Ergo. Uh, my favorite thing about Steve Ergo playing was that like he couldn't hit Steph's pitching at all. He was a good hitter overall, but like Steph would strike him out regularly yeah which was just so bizarre because he could hit everybody else um, yeah i think and he he played um you know he he caught a lot of gabe and sams who are the biggest pull hitters balls so yeah, that's, that's a good. decent outfielder good hitter really enthusiastic player in general like really 
it like would come to softball like really excited to play. So like the, the all that stuff is great. Uh, again, you know, cr- credit for for really getting into the beef with uh, Matt Kay. I remember that salty meme that he posted. Was yeah. So who do you it. think really won that that the the war there? Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I think it was Matt Kay, because. I think when it comes to getting at beef, the person who's most apathetic wins. But uh, I, I think I think Matt, I think Steve Ergo like I don't know I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to lose against Matt Kay because that guy is like so online. It's just I like know. fucking everywhere. Ugh. Yeah, I think I think Matt Kay just understands the 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 way to win a beef better. But I think I think I think Steve Ergo certainly tried. Really hard, and so I appreciated that. It takes two to tango, for sure. I feel like when you both get so mad that you move away, nobody's the winner. There you go. There you go. You guys are both cowards. The game. The game wins. <laughs> the game wins. So other my honorable mentions here are Andrew Ben Ruby. Uh, never, never did wash that shirt. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Good guy though. Yeah, father. Father. Right? Yeah. Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kyle Garvey. The. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably very close by. Probably? Do you think he lives around here? There's no way he doesn't live in New York at this point. I have no idea. I think, or LA, possibly. I think he always won the uh, award for... (laughs) Lives the closest. Yeah, he did was, live really refer- close. It was a reference to proximity, the, yeah. the proximity award. Yeah, which is which is not not an easy award to win these days. You know, he could have won most famous dad. Uh, we all got we all have famous dads. <laughs> His dad was in a very important bed. Hey, you know what? Uh, my dad's the awning king of Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> So left, left, or center le- left. Center left. Um, I put Gabe Carrion in there. Obviously, I need that bat in there, and I think that he's actually a pretty good outfielder, and I would not want to have him an infield or pitcher, to be honest. I think he would be a good outfielder, but he just never played there, so I didn't put him. I have This is where I have Tom Kelly, TK1, Cologne for men. Uh, <laughs> that was his screen name. <laughs> that was his screen name because his... his uh, his what his like high school coach called him TK one, so that was became his thing, and I think we decided that was a good cologne name. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I think we already talked about Tom, great hitter, good, good. Uh, like he was always like did something funky with his bat before his at bats, which I kind of enjoyed. Uh, I feel like he was a lefty that batted right. Is that true? I think that might have been true. Uh. uh so the other left, I have an honorable mention. Another lefty that batted right. I have Brian. Brian Nevison. I have I have Nevison in my in center right field. Okay. Um, you know, uh, probably hasn't played a game in twelve years, eleven years, but you know, super athletic, 
Maybe uh, probably the most athletic. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely the most athletic. Not a complainer. Uh, you know, not back, a complainer, back, yeah. back when the, those games required a lot of running and and sacrifice yeah. for your body in outfield, and he was the only one that was really doing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so back in the day, uh, before we had consistent numbers, you know, we would sort of play like no hitting to right field sort of thing. But Brian Neverson would play center and could usually cover both center and right field pretty easily. Uh, well, by pretty easily, I mean he would run as fast as he could, dive on the ground, kind of writhe in pain, but Completely still catch optional. the ball. Completely uh, <laughs> he was definitely the most athletic player ever. Right? Yeah, and I feel like probably if he was, to, if we, if we were to get him to come to games today, he'd probably be better than he was. Yeah, he'd be the only I think one. He's healthier the now. only one that's improved over time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, and then I also mentioned Sharif Valentine here, uh, mostly famous for, for lying down in the outfield and then occasionally running down, like, you know, great range in the outfield. Yeah, uh, I feel like there was a many or a handful of plays at the plate which were started off by Sharif miraculously more than anything. Yeah, uh, and then he would get the ball and then wouldn't have any idea of where to throw it. So he would just throw it anywhere he felt like. Yeah. A real game changer in terms of if you, if you got Sharif on a good night, um, you know, uh, terrible base running. Um, yeah, I know. Also the most court- courteous. Refused to stop running no matter what the scenario yeah, is. Even I, if the I think second was, baseman, the third baseman already has the ball. He was just like, I'm still going to get He there. was like, I money ball. I money balled this fucking money ball game. I just don't ever need to stop and I'll always right. score. And it's and like, it would sprint, you can and then, try it, I guess. So uh, very athletic, would sprint everywhere and then once he sprinted once would lie down for the next 20 minutes and would not be able to move afterwards. I get it. Uh, but also very high energy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's both the most frustrating and, like, one of the funniest players to ever play. Yeah. All right. He also brought that really cute dog that one time. Oh, uh, yeah. It pooped on the third base. On third it was base, it was adorable, though. It was very Not cute. every dog could pull that on off. On the bag? Uh, like no, the, but, like... Or what? So eh, you know, it's like a fit. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was close. All right, so moving on to center right field. The um, last position. Wait. No, I have right field. Uh, you you went to Brian Nevis because we, we, okay, we part of right, the Brian right, Nevis. Right, right, right. My center right fielder is actually you, Cleggs. I really uh, appreciate you giving me center right field. <laughs> I don't know, Clegg. I could have left you off. Really felt I, like I, it. I, I, <laughs> I, I, you're only in an honorable mention for pitching for me, which is important. Um, <laughs> is it? Yeah, I mean you're a good hitter. Um, yeah, you know I feel like I I play a lot of outfield. So yeah. you do play a lot of outfield. This is yeah, Clay. You only make this because you've been there the whole fucking time, except for those like two years you lived in DC or whatever that was. Happening. I played a lot of games though. Then actually. you did. You did. You did really like living in whatever like Silver Springs or wherever the fuck you. Were. I was in Arlington. I wish I was in Silver Spring. <laughs> actually, that was a Jeopardy question. Somebody said Silver Springs and got it wrong. So, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I my hands are too slow for infield, so I had to figure out how to be relatively competent in outfield, and I've never gotten there. No. But, you know, you've you, you gotten a lot better at hitting, though. I'm an MVP when it comes to hitting, let's face it. Mm. No, but you, you, you're, 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 you're <laughs> worthy of getting drafted in the first half of drafts, so that's good. Uh, other mentions here is Cousin Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, took what of the, <laughs> took what off the face. Uh, uh, I think it ruined Nat's career more than it ruined his career. Actually, Nat never really recovered from that one. Yeah. Um, 
But hey, uh, and then I also, oh, here's my, I have Jeff Knight mentioned here. In an outfield position? He played outfield. Too slow for outfield. Yeah. Well, whatever. You can't catch it here. I have you. It was my fucking starting right field. Right I didn't fielding. say I was too slow for the outfield, though. <laughs> You're not Although, too slow, but I catching might, is kind I'm, of a big I'm part. almost too slow for the outfield. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Good arm on that, Jeffrey. Right. All right. And then, so right fielder. Uh, who you got? For me, I mean, the only person that really matters in this game is is Erica Gallagher. She's a fantastic outfielder. Um, she always brings <laughs> it. She has fed me for almost a decade. Oh, yeah, um, uh, she's also <laughs> like she occasionally laughs at my jokes. Um, you know, there won't be softball without her, so it's really important that she makes the all-time list. She still is the after party. Uh, this is where I actually slotted Kate Corker in. Who? Yeah, uh, also very important to me. I, I think, like, I loved her competitive fire she had. Uh, I, Erica also has a competitive fire, but I think she came into it late. Uh, early on in softball, not really her thing, the competitive part. I think it was she important was, to not be competitive in the beginning. Yes, that was important. Um, but other people I want to mention here is, uh, this is the Katie Delabotica, Lindsay Coble honorable mention, uh, Nat Cross, also, you know, put the yeah, and and Claudette, Claudette, uh, Pombo number five, Pombo. Yeah, I think that I mean they all had things where it was like softball is changing and it's changing because of the impact of those players. Yeah, and you know, also just all of them are, well, okay, maybe not Katie Delabotica as much, but like all of them, great, great teammates. Like you would want them on Katie your team. Katie was a better teammate than 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 I think she has reputation for. I mean, competitive for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For somebody that ironically said the word sports a lot, she did care about sports. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I sort of threw in a bo- bonus as my umpire that I want to oh, actually call okay. it. This is where I have Zach Gross. Uh, oh, good, <laughs> yeah, good um. And then as my captain, the captain I want, that's where I have Kate Corcoran especially. Wow. Because she was super competitive uh, gave a shit and yeah. also willing to be captain. You know, and, I, yeah. And she would call people out too, which yeah, I, really I think thought was great. I didn't consider captain or manager, but Buka for sure. I think that you have the best draft strategy and you can handle a, a bench better than anybody. Well, and I definitely have the most experience cause I would always be captain. All right. Well, <laughs> I was going to say also the fact that you're scoring it is a huge advantage. Yeah. He knows all the numbers. No, he just makes up the numbers. Uh, that's, that's true. true. That's why Klinger only reaches base on error, never hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, only Justin Siebel was the other one that really gave a shit about that. Yeah. Actually, uh, Gabe did on a number of occasions. But one yeah. time Justin Siebel yelled at me about reached on error, and I, he didn't even have, like, that many. And I was like, you're psychopath. It's a perception, man. It's like we're all, we're all biased. We're all, we're all bad judges of, you know, things that happen to us. It's all anecdotal. Wait, does that... That doesn't count as a hit, but it it... Goes towards your average, though, doesn't it? No, well, not an average. No, it doesn't even count your John base, right? Right, which is the problem. Uh, but yeah. I, I did create a special stat on base plus, which right. incorporates it. Which uh, in softball makes sense to do, at right. least in this brand of softball where there are there there can be seven to fourteen errors. I mean, there are people that just for some reason hit balls that just nobody ever can catch it. I don't know. It's. Yeah, Sanders somehow caught that magic on 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 Sunday. Nobody was able to field her pitch it, or her hits. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but it, uh, she she had it. She, if she could bottle it, she'd be a millionaire for sure. Uh, 
in the professional softball world. And like none of them were were earned. It was great though. It's useful. It's just as useful as as a single, uh, strongly hit single into left field. You know, it's, it's counts just the same. Yeah. So, <laughs> honestly, uh, that uh, it's a weird exercise going back through all all those people that have you know even Sanders who's been around for a while didn't, probably didn't even know some of those people. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's I've, I've been doing this for too fucking long. <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna be our last podcast. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I you know. Um, I guess going forward, uh, Todd and I are definitely this time for sure. And then Kluger, you know, I, you seem lukewarm toward the idea, but I, I, I don't know what that means. It's not that I'm lukewarm towards the idea of you guys watching sports and commentating on them. I just don't understand it as a podcast. Okay, I think we're going to record it. And if it's not a podcast, it won't be a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that... You guys the should do this. It's interesting. The a- AFL is fun. Yeah. It's it's a weird sport if yeah. you've never if you didn't grow up with it. Well, I think we're going to make this or at least try to. Maybe it'll be a I'll doesn't necessarily have to be on the softball pod uh, diaries. It can be in the softball, you know, brand of podcast so that way when we make our Spotify the deal, we get we get yeah, kind of the, the softball diaries. Yeah, yeah. Softball yeah, diaries. SDN. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the AFL is interesting. Aussie, Aussie Football League, Aussie Rules Football, I don't really understand why it's called AFL to start out with, but whatever. I guess Aussie Rules... The Australian is, Football League, is that... But I thought, I grew up and it was Aussie Rules Football. Yeah, it's like that's the, the name that's of the still, sport versus that's, the league, right? Nah, I mean, that's... Aussie uh, Rules oh. is still a, like a colloquial term, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, but I think we're gonna, we're gonna try and maybe you, you know, we're gonna start off. You've with never AFL. you've never watched it. I mean, I've watched bits and pieces, but never really understood what's going on. Is bits and pieces the right way to refer to it, Todd? I mean, I've watched <laughs> I've watched like ten minutes at a time, maybe of it. Yeah, I got. And I'll be like something's happening here, but I can't really understand the strategy. I somehow managed to watch quite a few games during quarantine during COVID because it was on, and for some reason. Mm. It was on, I guess they must play Saturdays, or I mean, I guess they must play multiple days, but for some reason before bed on Friday nights, it was it was live and on and strangely compelling. Oh, yeah, it would have been the afternoon Saturday games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so we're going to check that out. Uh, it's hopefully going to be in a series of podcasts. It's a we, compelling game. Or of some sort of recorded material of us either checking out sports that I don't know super well, maybe Todd doesn't know super well, though Todd is a bit of a, you know, jack of all trades. So no, I'll do it. the hockey thing. I want to, yeah, I want to get some, and then maybe, historical maybe some sports that neither of us, perspective. you know, I'd love to watch an Irish hurling game, which <laughs> yeah, neither, hurling. Ne- neither of us are probably too much of experts. Oh, on, normal but, people though. You could watch normal people. What, oh, what? that's that, uh, series set in Ireland is yeah they play some sort of weird rugby-ish game and it's not rugby I, uh, I have no idea not, what it is that's not hurling that's, I don't know what uh, it is called can, Gaelic football yeah oh yeah this, they, I was just gonna say you can do the Gaelic you know the log tossing Quidditch? thing you guys can watch Quidditch down at Chestnut Hill alright Quidditch is fucking stupid so the the Gaelic football thing just Gaelic as an aside stupid too, Australia sure. plays Ireland in a thing called international rules where they mix the rules of the two sports and play against each other oh uh, I mean I'm sure that anyone who plays Gaelic football doesn't even really know what the rules are they're like what is this sport even yeah they really need to bring back the old school football where it would just be two villages with like a 
a you know goat's head trying to mm. bring it to the other side. Yeah, yeah there's that Mayan there's game that, the too. Italian, uh, it's, there's a thing in there's two Italian villages that still yeah, do that. Yeah, they still do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, some like so 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 we're gonna so so, so you know we'll we'll have to figure out uh, a name and something. Uh, some good off season stuff. Some good off season stuff, but just uh, you know, uh, as Todd moves away, hopefully a way to keep in contact because otherwise he'll be lost to the swamps. So, are there swamps in North Carolina? Oh yeah. I'm in Central North Carolina. Where Rachel's from is the swampy part. Okay. Yeah, we're not moving back to the swamps. No. Okay. Well, before some before some redneck abducts him, I guess. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, actually that's, redneck's that's already abducted literally him. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be coming to you soon. Clugger, like, uh, you know, maybe softball next season? Hopefully? I don't know. Who knows what will happen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the answer is yes. The answer is who, yes. Who knows? I'm definitely going to be healthy for this for, for next year. This plays, this is actually to your benefit, the layoff. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're going to have to, like, do something where we attach something to your elbow, just, like, more on a permanent basis, just to protect you whenever you're doing anything that could be vaguely I athletic. think that that is the future for me, yeah. Yeah. I've only ever broken two bones in my body, ever. And both of them are your radius? Well, you can oh, just... Oh, no. Okay. I've broken two. I've broken my own oh. anti radius. Oh, all night. Well, you could do the... Whenever you're doing any activity, you just wear the skateboard the rollerblade pad. It's oh, like whatever, more like right? the Barry Bonds. But yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that might make me. <laughs> I look, mean, it'd help. That'll help me for if I'm like sliding around or something. It'll but, help him look cool. Yeah, too. it'll help get those defenders off of me. <laughs> yeah, create create the room to cook. All right, you guys have been great. Good night. Beat it up, nigga. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. I do a kegel. Rollin' inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This pussy is wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. That's role play. I wear disguise. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Make it cream. Make me scream. I don't public. Make the scene. I don't cook. I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quit yeah. jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell them yeah. where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them before I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, bite your lip. Yeah. Ask for a call while you ride that dick. Why you really ain't dick. never got him fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots, hang your coat. Fuck this wet ass pussy. He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet ass pussy. Pay my two-